Hello, everyone. Welcome to Miss Artcore, the podcast where we get into all things art, from film, theater, to music, and everything in between. My name is Henry. And my name is Anna. Welcome. Um, so for this episode, this is a very special episode to both me and Anna. Um, it's something that we had talked about we wanted to touch on since the very beginning of our creative process on writing these mm-hmm. episodes, Yep. Um, which is women in film. And that that goes to, to um, representation of women in film and... Um, the, the important faces of women on and off screen and how women have really shaped the film industry. And um, so that's what we're going to be getting into today. And I'm really excited. Yeah, absolutely. So um, I just kind of wanted to first get into some history of women in film. So the first woman to ever win, or be nominated for Best Director in the Oscars was in 1977, which is crazy. Crazy, Because, yeah. I mean, that was not long ago when we put it into the grand scheme of things. I know, if you look at the Academy Awards, they've been a lot, around a lot, like a lot longer yeah. mm-hmm. before a woman was ever directed, which is just crazy. Exactly, yeah. exactly. It is really crazy. And then the first woman to actually win Best Director was literally in 2010, only 10 years ago, and it was Catherine Bigelow for The Hurt Locker. When I mean, literally, you put it into perspective, that is crazy. And it's, she's the only one to ever win. Only one. And we haven't had that many. I mean, we have had a, such small... I mean, last year, there were so many beautiful women-directed films, yeah. from Portrait of on Fire to The Farewell to Little Women. And yeah. no women were nominated for Best Director. And then Todd Phillips for Joker, which I know you like Joker. I actually don't like it anymore. Really? Yeah. Oh my god, I'm so proud of you. <laughs> Thank you. I kind of really, like, looked into myself and was like, why did you like it? You liked it because everyone liked it. Not because you actually Look liked deeply. it. Look deeply. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, But yeah, I mean, it's crazy. Women have been... I mean, women... The first woman to ever make a film was in the late 19th century. So it's not like okay. women just started getting into this. You know what I mean? So it's like absolutely, crazy yeah. to think that <laughs> they've never been recognized for their work. I know. It's, um, it's absolutely it's it's insane. literally crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, but Henry, I just kind of wanted to get into an open discussion with you awesome. about why we think women being represented. I mean, it's pretty easy <laughs> question to answer, in my opinion. Um, uh-huh. Why we think women in film is so important and what it can do for like our youth and our society overall. Okay, well, first of all, there, well, there's, there's a lot to get into here. I yeah. mean, I mean, it's pretty, it's easy, it's simply it put, I mean, obvious, I think, I mean, for little girls everywhere that yeah. um, are growing up, they need to see women in all positions. They need to see women right. as, um, like, strong female, like, like superheroes. They need right. to see women as, like, mothers and see women as, like, single women yeah. and just all, all different types of women right. um, to show that they can really do anything because I know that, um, I mean... Historically, I mean, as of recent, I think there has been some a lot of improvements on how mm-hmm, women are represented. Sure. But if you look at it, like Marvel only has one superhero yeah. movie that is has a woman lead, and it's just like there's a lot, a lot. There's a long way to go, but right. we have come very far, I think. Absolutely. Um, and I'm a man, so I don't want to talk too much about about this specifically because um, women. In, I actually have been shaped by like female characters and women yeah, in film. Yeah, for sure. I a lot, but um, obviously. I never felt like, oh, I wish that I, as a woman, was represented this way because I'm not. I do not identify as a woman. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I do think that it is very important um, yeah. because women need to all all types of women, all ages of women, um, need to see themselves on screen sure. represented in all sorts of light. And there has been a lot of amazing, very feminist films recently. And For one sure. that comes to mind. We'll, we'll talk about the films later. Yeah, yeah. But, um, what What would you say the answer to that question? Um, yeah, I mean, obviously, women are a part of this world. That's no secret whatsoever. <laughs> <laughs> like, of course, we need representation for them, and also kind of to like, when we go to like youth, like young girls. For me, growing up, my only exposure to like the ideal woman, quote unquote, was like Disney princesses or oh, like stuff mm-hmm. like that. You know what I mean? And like, that's a whole other thing we can get into of like 
how Disney princesses are animated. You know, they're like the perfect body. They're doing it Absolutely. to fall in love with the man. They're doing, you know, whatever and ever, mm-hmm. whatever. And also, like, representation of not only women, but like colored women. Uh-huh. And like, you know, even gay women, which we kind of touched on in our last episode. Mm-hmm. But I think most importantly, representation of women for like children and not just like young girls but also young boys because oh yeah for sure absolutely because yeah. like I, I i totally agree because i think that a lot of problems i mean like the, the lack of representation of women or like the lack of respectful representation of women right. doesn't just build women to have a certain to think of a certain way about themselves but mm-hmm. it builds men to like see women as less than themselves yeah which just caught i mean it causes all the problems yeah in the world. exactly yeah. and like a lot of earlier movies i mean which i don't find it i thought i don't think this is a problem you know there's like the beautiful girl who's like she's very quiet and she doesn't speak a lot about her mind, you know, herself, and she just does whatever the man says. Like I think stories like that are fine. I mean, like Romeo and Juliet is kind of something that comes to my mind. It's like it's a classic story that we talk about, but I think also something that needs to be more represented, which it has been, which is great, but not to its full capacity, mm-hmm. is like a strong woman just being herself, speaking up for herself, you know, having a successful career. Just being overall a powerful, like, feminist icon. I'm glad that you mentioned that because <clears throat> I know a lot of people, like, think that feminism and, like, feminists are people that want women to just, like, be, like, the opposite of the stereotypical woman that was, like, that was painted as a picture. But it's, like, I like how you mentioned that any type of woman, obviously, mm-hmm. needs to be represented on screen. There's nothing wrong with being, with, with identifying with women who, like, the way that they act and the way that they, like were shown on screen um, historically. There's right. nothing wrong with that at all. It's just, it, it's all about balance. Right, and balancing exactly. That out. And I'm glad that you mentioned that because feminism isn't about, and like female representation isn't about telling women to be a certain way. Like you, mm-hmm. you can be masculine, be masculine. Yeah. It's like you can be powerful, be powerful. It's you can be, in, or like you need to like show your body to be sexualized, to take ownership of your body. Yeah. It's, it's all about just doing what's best for you. And if that means being, it, it's whatever. Yeah, this if means, it means yeah. like being a stay-at-home mom, like, stay-at-home moms are so, like, it's, you know what I mean? Like, it's just, like... They're completely powerful, yes. Exactly, exactly. They are the embodiment of a woman. And I just think it's so important to represent all kinds of women, like I kind of said before. Um, Uh And this just goes for all things, like, mm -hmm. not just film, obviously. That goes for the government and um, all all places that women are being seen. And, 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 like, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I totally agree. And to kind of go off of what you said about, like, Marvel, um, and... Captain Marvel is like the only person they have. Well, I'm a, I really love Wonder Woman. I oh, like I love I love Wonder Woman. I love that movie. Um, which I think I would have loved Wonder Woman if I was like, gosh, like ten years old. Oh my I gosh. think she's a great, great role model for like young girls. And also another thing, this is so off topic. But like I don't know if you've seen, but like Barbie, <laughs> they have like <laughs> lines of dolls now that are like all different like sizes like plus size petite thing. it's just oh so goodness, cool to like so see wonderful. all of that like uh-huh. disabled like uh, i just i love it so much it's so important mm-hmm. yeah i mean like and we're we're not just saying i mean obviously there's a lot of there's a lot of issues and there's a lot of lack of representation of diverse women mm-hmm. in hollywood but um there has been so much good representation and we can talk mm-hmm. about what we what we think is good representation and obviously we're not saying none nothing of what we're saying is um like factual and right. we have to think a certain <laughs> yeah, way yeah, yeah. we're just talking about like women that have inspired us like we feel like we're really good ex- really good um women yeah (laughs) what we like about women um but yeah um yeah for sure for sure um i know exactly what you mean um and like if we want to i have this in my notes women who broke gender norms oh wonderful we should talk about yeah i think we totally should if you want to start off on that because i 
I mean, obviously, like, superheroes. I mean, we're just talking about that. But, like, when I was growing up, like, there was Catwoman and there was, like, Wonder Woman. But they were just kind of, like, they're off to the side. They're just kind of there to be there if we need them for a female in the story. Like, my brother was a huge, um, he loved Batman. Mm -hmm. And it's just, like... Yeah, there was never, like, a superhero that I could look up to. Like, the person I looked up to when I was super young was, like, Miley's Cyrus or, like, <laughs> Selena Gomez. Like, it was, like, celebrities, but we never had, like, a powerful... Not saying they're not powerful. Oh, my God. <laughs> we love them. I Miley. love them so much. But you know what I mean? Like, never, like, a superhero that was just, like... Like, yeah. like physically, like, can just kick a criminal's ass. Yeah, you know literally. I mean? literally yeah. Uh, um, I think that a lot, a lot of people don't realize that... Um, Positive and diverse representation of women doesn't just do wonderful things for women. It literally, it, it is for everybody. That's right. the thing about feminism. It's for everybody. Because problems with, like, obviously, like men's mental health issues and little boys' mental health issues and the way that they see themselves, they're all 100% valid. And they are unique to men. Mm-hmm. But I, there is, there is, all of that is rooted in the way that feminism has been painted in a bad light historically. Right. And so the, 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 the great thing of it is, is that women in behind the screen and on screen in many different lights all over the place in media for all ages will just it'll show all different types of women that they can be whoever they want to be but it will also show men that just that women being how they want to be it also says that you can be whoever you want to be you don't have to be this position of like just like you like manliness is not defined to anything just as um like womanliness if that's a word is defined to one thing and I think that's what is the, the point of what this whole episode's about yeah for sure and like going off what you said like women in film is not only for women to take in and like (laughs) you know like observe but like absolutely like i mean everyone like moms in our lives should be total you know icons and everything but i don't even know where i was going with that but (laughs) like i'm just trying to say that like everyone has a powerful woman in their life so why would we never have them represented in film like they absolutely should be exactly exactly um Yes, what did you want to get into next? Or um, We wanted to get into, let me see super quick. All right, sounds great. Okay, for sure. So we have, we can list some of our favorite filmmakers and actresses. Oh, I kind of want to get into uh, Greta Gerwig. Recently, probably the most notable woman director working currently. For sure. And I absolutely love her. She also uh, was an actress for some time. I think she still maybe does some acting work, but she, yeah, she was in. She had a voice in Isle of Dogs. Really? Yeah, she's a vocal actress in that, and then obviously in um whatever Francis Ha. Francis Ha. I was just about to get into that. Francis Ha is like one. Of, it's such a good film. Have you ever seen it? I watched like five minutes of it. I don't know. I'm just behind, but I definitely need to get into it. <laughs> it's so good. Uh-huh. Um, that movie even is kind of like a wonderful depiction of a woman's life. Um, I absolutely love it. If no one has seen it on here, you definitely should go watch it. Me. I have to watch it right now. <laughs> but also just to note, like, her, Greta's career in directing film, like, is absolutely incredible. She directed uh, Little Woman, Lady Bird. Um, and Lady Bird is a film that I, it's pretty popular now. Crazy. Mm-hmm. Very popular now. Absolutely, yeah. Um, but that is another film that got me really into filmmaking overall. And I think the story of Lady Bird is also a huge thing for women and oh, yeah, for sure. everything like that. Yeah. Lady Bird is a very, very, I, I, I was very moved by Lady Bird and I think it's wonderful because yeah. not only did Greta direct it, but she wrote it too. Yeah. So there's a woman, there's a woman on set. There's a woman, there was a woman that wrote the, 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 the dialogue and the story. Mm-hmm. And then of course, Saoirse, 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 Saoirse,
is a, a really strong, powerful female lead. And right. I, I, no, yeah, I really, really admire that film for all the filmmaking aspects of it and then all how, what it means. Right. Yeah. I world. totally agree. Uh-huh. Um, and another person I wanted to get into, well, actually just keep going on with Greta. Oh, yes. Um, Little Woman, I saw, gosh, I don't right when it came out, which is Me too. another Me too. film that I love and depicts like such a beautiful family and just like the, I don't, just the great elements of, like, mm-hmm. having powerful women in your life. I don't know. I just, I love that. That film, alike Lady Bird, both of them, I think, are very, like, female empowering films. Mm-hmm. I think Lady Bird was a little bit more on the nose with how they did For it. Sure. There were some There were some pieces of dialogue that spoke directly to all women, right. universally. Mm-hmm. And it was, oh, it was so beautiful. Like, um, Saoirse gives a, or, um, Joe <laughs> gives <laughs> a, um, she gives a monologue where she's talking about, like, how she doesn't, what is it? She's like, she's so sad all the time, but she doesn't want to be married. She doesn't think she'll ever get married. Yeah. Talking to Laura Dern's character, her mm-hmm. mom, yeah. up in the attic or something. Yeah. Oh, so moving, yeah. and um, I'm so happy that Swisher got an Oscar nomination for yes, her role. In that. Yes, yes, yes. She was, she was, it was perfect. And, yeah. Um, Little Woman is a film I've only seen once. I've which, only seen it once too. So. See, I just found it very long, <laughs> so I kind of maybe it was had actually very long. Yeah, yeah. But it was not boring, and we do recommend it. Yes, absolutely. And I kind of want to go back to Lady Bird for a second. Um, I think the one of my favorite things about Lady Bird is the relationship between Lady Bird and her mom. Oh, absolutely. Um, which I think is. An incredible depiction of the relationship between a mother and a daughter. Maybe not for all people, but, like, for, I mean, like, woman, oh, sorry, mom and, mom, mothers and daughters, mother daughters, yeah. <laughs> mothers and daughters will have their arguments. They will have their, you know, disagreements. And I think Greta mm-hmm. did an absolutely incredible job writing both of those roles that it just was so, I don't know even how to explain it. It was just so good how they meshed together. It's, it's very complex, the relationship. For sure. And it's so, it's just so wonderful. It's so moving. It's the core of the film, definitely. For I mean, sure. obviously, Lady Bird is a coming of age movie and just kind of focuses on one protagonist and doesn't mm-hmm. have a very, like, it's not like the plot line is very, like, lined out. Like, there's not, like, this is the chain of events that led to this, to this, this. There's, like, you know, it's kind of just, it's just a depiction of this girl's last year of high school or whatever. Right. right? Um, but there is a lot of, like, relation, her relationship with her mom is a huge part of the film, which is very For sure. For sure. And another person I wanted to touch on who I'm, like, really love right now is Margot Robbie. Margot Robbie. I'm so excited to hear Yeah, I love Margot Robbie, which I literally didn't know. She's only 30 years old. And she has had the most... Not because she loves... Just because she's so experienced. Exactly. She has so much work. But she is absolutely incredible. I love Margot Robbie. Um, Some of my favorite movies of hers are I, Tanya. Um, Okay, you're probably going to hate me for this, but I love Suicide Squad. We were just talking about that at dinner. We just ate dinner, and my sister was asking, just told me, she was like, I never seen Suicide Squad, and I listed her all the reasons she shouldn't watch it because I hate Suicide Squad. That's interesting. What do you like about Suicide Actually, Squad? Actually, I haven't rewatched it in a while, but I love it because it's just so entertaining. Can we, okay, regardless of how we feel about the movie itself, Margaret Robbie's performance as Harley Quinn is so cool. So cool. She's so good. So good. I love Harley so, Quinn. So, so good. I was so obsessed with her. Yeah, and another thing she, uh, Margot has been in was Wolf of Wall Street. Have you seen Wolf of Wall Street? I have not seen Wolf of Wall Street. Which is, like, not the best depiction of, I mean, it's, it's just, like, it's <laughs> about, like, it's basically an insult movie, but, I mean, not really, but, <laughs> you know what I yeah, mean. Yeah, I know what you mean. But it, honestly, is a really good, really great movie. Yeah, Leonardo I mean, I love Martin Scorsese, so. Yeah, yeah. And, but yeah, I just want to talk about Margot Robbie because I think she is such, I think she's going to be, like, an iconic actress. Oh, absolutely. For me to tell my, like, children about if I have children. Um, (laughs) But I feel like she's going to be, like, the next Meryl Streep or something. Oh, absolutely. She's, like, she's up there. Like, I can see, like, when she dies, she'll be as famous as, like, Marilyn Monroe or something like that. Oh, yeah, literally. She's going to go down in history. She is so talented. She is absolutely, she's so incredible. I I love her performance in Itania. I think that's definitely her most, like, 
I iconic agree. role. Because it was her first it was it her first Oscar nomination, was it for Itania? I'm not sure actually. Me neither. But she um a very great performance in Itania. I I yes. love Itania. It's such a good cool movie. And Allison Janie. Oh my god, Janie. Allison Janie's performance in Itania was absolutely incredible. Loved it. <sighs> okay, so Itania and Ladybird came out the exact same year. That was a and good year for film, twenty seventeen. Twenty seventeen, call my name, the Florida wow. Project. Oh my gosh, an amazing year for film. I even love The Shape of Water, which one best picture, it didn't deserve it, but I love yeah. The Shape of Water. <laughs> yeah. But um, no, I remember, for some reason, I was so obsessed with deciding for myself if I liked Alice and Janney's performance in I, Tanya, and like which one I liked better between Laurie Metcalf and Alice and Janney. Mm-hmm. I don't know why, that was a really big part of my life. <laughs> I was like, which one is better? I um, ultimately decided that Laurie, Laurie Metcalf deserved the win over Alice and Janney. I, I agree. But I definitely agree. Both fantastic performances. So good. Um, yes, uh, so some women, okay, the film that comes to mind when I think of powerful feminist films that mm-hmm. are really just about powerful women is Roma. And I, how many- Wow, s- I would never, th- oh, that's so, no, I would think of it, but like, I totally just like, that went over my head. Oh my God, Roma, for sure. Roma, I've seen it one time. How many times have you seen it? Once. Yes, once. We probably should rewatch it. It's a very intense movie. Oh my like, gosh. It's an emotional... I was crying by the end of that Oh my thing. god. That's I, a movie I've cried in. I need to watch that again. It's, wow. No words, honestly, no, for Roma. no words. Roma is the most cinematic movie of all. I can't even... <laughs> no, it takes literally. your breath away. It the is cinematography. So and I do need to watch it again. Um, I think I was in the right mindset the first time I watched it. I was mm. a little... It's a, it's a film you really have to focus on. Really? Not, not like focus like it's a complicated but yeah. <laughs> you have to like you have to really take it in. Really it's very atmospheric it but um that is a very very powerful depiction of women absolutely um, because it like i feel like people think that powerful women are only like we were talking about before like powerful women is not just captain marvel you know what i mean yeah, like, captain yeah. marvel is a very powerful like female figure but yeah. um the main character of Roma, i forgot what the character's name is she played by yolita aparicio i think is how you pronounce mm-hmm. it um she's like a cleaner like she cleans the house mm-hmm. of this one family in mexico and she, her journey is so inspiring and so incredible. And that, that film yeah. actually very much inspired me. Yeah. Um, yeah, for sure. For sure. Who directed Roma? Um, his, uh, Alfonso Cuaron. I want to watch more of his stuff. Have you seen Gravity? I've not. <gasps> Gravity's all, uh, it's not really a feminist film. There's a, there's a, there's a <laughs> strong female lead in the, in the, in the, um, I'll watch it. In the role. With Sandra Bullock. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah, and then George Clooney's in it. You would probably like Gravity. I don't, like, love Gravity. The screenplay kind of makes me cringe. Is it like a sci-fi? Yeah, it's so cool. It's like just this woman in space, and she's working on something. Like she's like she's like a, she's astronauts. These like two astronauts. Yeah. But then, um, basically, the plot of the movie is that there was like some kind of satellite that exploded, and the debris is spinning around the Earth, and it like, oh, keeps crashing. Oh, I've seen that. I've seen the scene. And she's like, ah, she's like spinning. The I've cinematography, the, the CGI, the visual effects are incredible. I went to where was I? I was at Universal Studios. Uh, not Universal Studios. Um. Warner Brothers Studios in Los Angeles. <gasps> I went to like oh the, their museum tour thing. It was really fun, actually. Oh, um, and there was one part of it where it just showed like scoring and stuff, and they mm-hmm. showed the or like sound design, and they showed that scene for that. Oh my gosh, that's really wonderful! Cool. It's oh, it's so impressive. It's yeah. a technical masterpiece. It's great. Um, one film, uh, the other, another film that I really think of is like, wow, this film is a feminist film, and again, it, it's a film directed by a man. Unfortunately, <laughs> but um, um, I know you haven't seen this film, but I really recommend this film to you. It's Mad Max Fury Road. You I have haven't not seen, that. seen Mad Max Fury Road. I haven't seen any of the Mad Maxes. I've only seen the the fourth installment, Mad Max Fury Road. I don't know <laughs> if it's the fourth, actually. But um, Mad Max Fury Road, you don't need to watch any other ones. Okay. It is a phenomenal masterpiece. I'm sure that a lot of the listeners have seen it. Maybe not, but I really, really <laughs> love it. It's my favorite action I film. I do need to watch that. I really do Absolutely need to Absolutely blew my mind. It's so, so beautiful. I've seen it, mil- like, not million, but I've seen it many, many, <laughs> many times. And um, Charlize Theron, Theron, how do you pronounce her name? Charlize Theron. Not sure. 
the lead actress in that film. She is absolutely, she kicks ass the whole time. Mad Max, Max is barely even like a character. In wow, my I love that. I it's love that. such a feminist. It's literally about, it's literally, it actually is such a feminist film because not only is there a very, very strong, powerful female lead that mm-hmm. is, is so inspiring, incredible, and amazing performance, and I think she deserves an Oscar. Yeah. Um, it's like the whole plot of the movie is about, is, is about um, these wives that are kidnapped by this like evil ruler, wow. and then she, they are like trying to get free. It's very, very powerful. Wow. So, I will watch. Powerful stuff. I will powerful watch. Stuff. Um, one more person I wanted to touch on was someone I just absolutely love, uh, is Uma Thurman. Uma Thurman. Uma Thurman. Um, I, I mean, I love her. I think everybody loves her. Mm-hmm. I think she is also, well, she basically is just the most iconic actress ever. She kind of definitely is the most iconic Yeah, <laughs> she's like the best in the world. Um, she's best known for Pulp Fiction, Kill Bill, things of that sort. Um, Kill Bill that is also I feel like I mean it's like such a fun movie like it's not like anything super deep or anything like that that is such a feminist film when I think about it it. well I don't know how much I trust Quentin Tarantino yeah that's true as a feminist like I don't know how much he cares actually about women yeah but um (laughs) he that film it does depict I I don't know I don't know if I want to say no I mean I just think it's a movie that shows like a role of, that would usually be played by a man. Of, That's like, true. a woman who's just, just, like, fighting to her death. Eventual. If you've never seen Kill Bill, it's pretty gory, but, I mean, it's incredible. It's such a fun time. I really like part one a lot more than part two, Oh, personally. yeah, me too. Part two, I don't know what they were thinking. And, sorry, I just want to talk about one more person. No, I'm so excited. Ta- <laughs> I have more people to talk about, too. It's all good. It's all um, good. The whole episode. <laughs> she's my favorite actress, I've realized, of all time. Mm-hmm. Um... Which is really interesting because I used to say I hated her. It's Emma Stone. <gasps> you used to hate Emma Stone? I used to, And I'm realizing it was my internalized misogyny. See, that's why I hated Katy Perry and still kind of do. <laughs> and I'm nervous that it's okay. Okay, okay. The thing is, I hate Katy Perry. Oh, I've always hated her. And recently I've been like, it might be eternal. Like, I don't know why I hate her. So it might be internalized misogyny. And I really, really hope that I work through these feelings and grow to love Katy Perry. It's just because I saw a video of her playing the flute and then she broke the flute and she wasn't actually playing it. Oh, yeah, I've seen that. <laughs> but honestly, why am I going to hate her for that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's just a, she's just a girl. Just, just, she's just a life. silly girl. No, I'm just kidding. Um, she's just living her life pretending how to play flute. Like, I'm not going to hate on her for that. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, um, Emma Stone, I've been like, I don't know why I didn't like her. I just, there was something about her I didn't like about her. And then I was like, Anna, why do you not like her? There's no reason. And then, but like La La Land. La La Land. I want to talk about La La Land in a whole episode, but La La Land. We will have a whole episode for La La Land. Um, her performance in La La Land is absolutely phenomenal, and also her performance in The Favorite. Have you seen The Favorite? I have not seen The Favorite yet. Great movie. Great movie. A lot of women in that film. A lot Three. of women in that film. Oh, with wait, some... that was an LGBT yep, film. I was just about to I say can't that. believe we didn't talk about that in the LGBT episode. Yeah, I know, but like that, I <laughs> I watched it on a plane for my first time, and there's like some oh scenes goodness. in it. I was just like scared. <laughs> have, do you have you have you ever watched like a movie on a plane, on a plane like... and then it's like kind of graphic and you're like, oh, I hope people aren't seeing my screen right now. I don't watch movies on planes. What? Why? Well, I watch, like... That's I all just, I do I on planes. I just go planes. to bed. <laughs> <laughs> no, understandable. No, yeah, but I wouldn't watch... I don't know. I guess the movies I have watched on planes are, like, just some, like, really boring movies. Like, I watch, like, I watch, like Disney movies. Not saying Disney movies are boring, but, like, movies I've seen before <laughs> that I can kind of not pay attention no, to. No, yeah, I get that. I get that. But, yeah, yeah, I just wanted to kind of point out Emma Stone. I think she is... Also, an actress that's gonna like go down in history, and I, I really absolutely love Emma Stone. I love her work. She's so good. Me too. I was talking about her earlier in Birdman, and then mm-hmm. her performance in Longland is so good. So good. Like I know people think that Natalie Portman for Jackie should have won the Oscar, but I stand by. Did you see Jackie? Nope. It's a really cool film. Is it really? It's actually very fun. I mean, Why? it's not fun. It's not like a fun time, <laughs> but it's, that's it's... about um Jackie Kennedy. Kennedy. John it's actually, one. yeah, it's really cool. I really love the score. Is one of my favorites of 2016. Oh wow. But um. 
as of just like yeah, I do think that Emma Stone deserves the Oscar for that. She's so she's so incredible. So incredible. Uh huh. So good. Um, my favorite actress of all time. I probably would say I have a huge love in my heart for Tony Collette. Which... Whoa! <laughs> Why did I not mention her? Oh my gosh! No, her. Oh my god! I'm gonna she's... like you. Go ahead. <laughs> no, it's okay. Wow. She's never once in my life, like I, never once in my life, have I not. Like been imme- just insanely impressed with the Tony Collette performance. Wow, why did I forget to write her in my notes? That makes me so upset. Oh my god! Literally gosh. Tony Collette. Okay, because like obviously her most iconic performance is Hereditary. Whoa! If Whoa. we could just talk about Hereditary, we're gonna have a, her, her we need performance an in Hereditary. Is wow, just so incredible. She's incredible. incredible. She holds nothing back. I forgot she's, she's in um. I'm thinking of anything. Whoa! <laughs> oh my god, she's crazy in that film. We're gonna definitely, definitely, definitely. I promise, 100. percent We're gonna have an episode on, on yes. I'm thinking of anything because so, it's a very long, crazy movie. And we can talk about all of our theories on it. That should be our next one. Honestly, <laughs> that should be our first movie review. Yeah, I, think I really so. like it. We're making decisions right here. Yeah, live. <laughs> yeah, we haven't even discussed this. We're yeah, just making we're it right now. <laughs> we're making everything up as we go. Yeah. But then Tony Collette, absolutely phenomenal. I, have you seen The Sixth Sense, the M Night Shyamalan film? I'm not. Oh my god! Wait, do you watch films by M Night? Um, have you seen any? I don't know. Oh my god! <laughs> no, it's okay. Well, I was just thinking her other performances. Okay, so we got Hereditary. We have Little Miss Sunshine, which I have not seen. Oh my god, I saw that recently. Um, we have. She needs to watch her. I know. I need to watch so many more movies. I'll watch them tonight. I promise. Okay, this yeah. Is all the movies you need to watch. <laughs> I'll watch every movie ever tonight. Um, we have Hereditary. Um, I'm thinking of anything. Little Miss Sunshine, Knives Out. Have you seen Knives Out? I have seen Knives Out. She was cool performance. Good. She was really good. good. That, yeah. I really so, like Knives Out. It's... That's Ava Bartel's favorite movie. Is it Shout actually? Ava, yeah. Oh my god! Shout out Ava. <laughs> I love Knives Out. That was a very good film. Um, it was so entertaining. Such it's a fun so watch. entertaining. It's such a fun watch. I don't really support the nomination for Best Original Screenplay that I got. I don't either. I'm like, oh, Ryan Johnson. Yeah. Maybe not. Yeah. <laughs> Especially because if you look at some of the screenplays that weren't nominated, like, like I really like the screenplay for The Farewell. Oh, I want to talk about the... Th- we should talk about... Who directed that? What's her name? Her name is Lulu Wang. Lulu Wang. Or Wong. Okay. Is it Wang or Wong? I do not um, know. I something about this. My brother literally had a master class with her. What? And then guess what? Who walked in the background? Who? Barry, Barry Jenkins. Barry Jenkins just walked Wait, in. Wait, he's like, he's at a master class, like, oh, like online? Yeah. Like, an online thing. Yeah. And Barry Jenkins just walked. Because yeah. they're married! <laughs> <laughs> I forgot they were married. I was like, wait, why was. Oh my god. Our, our audio glitch just spikes. I'm, I'm really so sorry. Funny. I'm really sorry if we just, like, hurt your ears. <laughs> <laughs> Headphone oh users, god. are you okay? But, but no, yeah, she's married to Barry Jenkins, and my brother told me this. I think I'm saying it. Like, that is the most powerful couple in was, Hollywood. I know, literally. It's insane. But he, oh my yeah, my god. brother, like, was doing a master class for something. And she was there, and then Barry Jenkins just walked by, and he was like, oh, hey, guys. And Barry Jenkins is, like, my brother's favorite director is Paul Thomas Anderson, but he also loves, really, they are pretty, you gotta sit down and watch a Paul Thomas Anderson film. I tried to watch The Master, but I Did got... Did you not like it? It's very, I a lot to take so in. annoyed. I don't it's know. A lot I just, like, was in. really mad. I just, like, got a really bad energy. That's, like, like, my brother's favorite movie, I think. Probably should rewatch it. Um, but, like, There Will Be Blood, not a fan of. Mm-mm. I mean, I haven't seen it, It's a movie about but... oil. Please. I, I have know. so many other things I can watch. I know, I'm sorry, but bad. I'm sorry. I've never been interested. The only Paul Thomas Anderson movie that I'm, like, I need to watch is, oh, Punch Drunk Love. I really need to watch the Adam Sandler <gasps> movie. Didn't Paul wow. Thomas Anderson make that? I think he did. I will look it up right now. We have to make sure. That movie is so good. And then, oh, I, I need to watch that. I love, so and I really like Adam Sandler. I don't know if you saw Uncut Gems. I watched a little bit of it and I didn't finish it. Oops. <laughs> okay. Um, um, but I really want to watch Phantom Thread, which came out in 2017 also. I haven't watched that either. But okay, back on the topic of women in film. I have some questions for Anna that I would like to ask her because. Perfect. Uh, I have a woman, live woman right here. <laughs> I brought a woman into the studio. And by the way, Paul Thomas Anderson 
did direct Punch Drunk Love. We ch- we fact- so you know. We're fact-checking. Yep. Isn't that amazing? All right. I'm excited. Some questions for Anna. Also a little scared. interview. I know, okay. this is really intense. Here we go. Okay, um, when you were younger, what... Oh, my God. I'm sorry. I just... <laughs> I'm, 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 I can't read very well. When you were younger, were you more drawn to female or male characters in films? Ooh. Uh, well, growing up, like, I watched Disney and strictly Disney. So I would have to Makes say sense. definitely female, which is, like, great. <sighs> I mean, Wonderful. I loved Selena Gomez. I loved Miley Cyrus. I loved, but I also had a huge obsession with Justin Bieber. Like, really? So bad. That's crazy. So bad. Oh, sorry. No, it's okay. <laughs> Just touched my foot. <laughs> but no, definitely women. I think, like, I was huge on Taylor Swift, uh, like still? who I still love. Um, but yeah, that's a great question. Definitely women, because. I mean, I literally can say Taylor Swift was a huge part of my, like, upbringing. Like, how oh, I, like, became wonderful. who I am. But yeah, woman. It makes me so happy. Woman! Yay! Um, yeah, okay, wonderful. Um, what kind of feminism do you think needs to be most portrayed in the future of film? I think the actual feminism, like, yeah. what feminism actually is, needs to Absolutely, be portrayed Absolutely, yes. Because I, there definitely is a misconception that feminism is, like, the overbearing like power of women over men when it's not that at all it's all about equality it's all about equality and Mm. i think um i think if we stop having i don't know how to put this like into words but like if we just have it be normal for there to be female superheroes or make it normal for there there to be like women in like high power then it's just obviously going to be equal and it's just going to be the overall thing that like solves this Mm -hmm. you know what i mean the thing about it is that like the fact that it's still, like, somehow, like, revolutionary in ways for women to, like, have these strong, powerful roles on right. the screen proves that we're not there Exactly. Yet, you know, exactly. and it's like, we just need to keep, we need to keep it going. I think we're, sure. I think part of, part of everything is on the right track. But then, of course, there's, like, still, like, the the wage gap for women in, right. ho- like, even in Hollywood. And um, especially for people, um, women of color. Yeah. Um, versus women who are not of color. <laughs> white women (laughs) of color um but um there's there's still that yeah think about um Mm -hmm. yeah so anyway um another question what does this one's super just broad and i just i don't know what (laughs) what does feminism mean to you and why is it like really important to you oh i love that question that's such a great question henry oh thank you um what is feminism to me feminism to me like i've said before is literally just equality Mm -hmm. and even like not just equality just for like men and women but for every single person like all genders all genders all races all sexualities like everything it's just literally the people uniting and like being one like i don't know how to say that but it's just like feminism means so much to me and i say i'm a feminist because i have so many wonderful strong women in my life and why would i overlook that I don't even know how to put it into words. I have so many powerful people that are women in my life. So, of course, I want them to be equal to everyone because they are equal to everyone and they are huge reasons why I am who I am today. Oh, that is so wonderful. That was a really great response. Thank uh, you. I love it. Feminism <laughs> is like my favorite thing in the world. Okay. Um, how do you feel um, award shows like the Oscars, Golden Globes, and Emmys, and other award shows of other types have either been working towards gender equality in terms of representation or against it? Um, we kind of talked about this earlier with the director. Yes. Situation. Yes. Yeah. Um, I definitely think they aren't doing the best they can. That's no secret. Yeah. Um, a lot of people will be like, well, it's not about gender. It's about, like, the art of it. Like, it doesn't matter if you listen. And yeah, 
or if you're like man or male or female and like I, yeah I get that like the Oscars is about like the art itself but like also within that art is like expression and like of course like I don't know it's just like you're really gonna tell me that like all men ever have made a better movie than a woman like and it, and you it's, can't there's, tell me there's that. literal proof of it like yeah. if you look at the director noms like I have nothing against um I'm sorry who directed 1917 what's his name oh, again oh god I don't know uh, <laughs> um that one director whoever uh, directed whoever directed like or like some of the director noms besides Bong Joon-ho I love you so much Bong Joon-ho but um <laughs> oh my god Bong Joon-ho <laughs> if like, you're listening Bong Joon-ho <laughs> <laughs> you're listening Bong Joon-ho we love you a lot um but if you look at like if you look at like directors like um Last year was honestly such a great because Marielle Haller directed A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood, I believe, mm-hmm. and then I forgot her name, but the director of Honey Boy. I don't know if you saw that. Which I did not see that. That is a female directed film that's really amazing, and there was a lot. I mean, it's not just like how could like there's no way that men are just the only good directors. It's like there's literal proof everywhere. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, filmmaking is not strictly for men. It's for literally everybody, and that's the thing I love about filmmaking so much is it's like it's literally just creating a story. And that's what I think I love about the art so much. Like, from theater to film to music, like, it is so open and so, like, it's literally just you putting everything forward and creating a story, which I think is so beautiful and why I love the art so much. Aww. I know. This is really sweet. I love talking about the arts. My love letter to the arts. <sighs> My love letter to the arts is just that. Plus, I really just think, I love how there's, like, there's no rules. It's just kind of crazy. Yeah, literally. Like, there's, like, the sensitive side of, like, art is just so beautiful and passionate, but then, like, there's, like, the crazy side. Like, art is can be anything you want it to yeah. be. And it can, like, change how you see the world in all of reality. Literally. Just, I'm really excited. I just, I know that I want to be some kind of artist someday. I'm really excited. Me too, me too. Henry and I have a plan already, actually. Should we talk about our life plan? Right, let's talk about our life plan. Why not? Why not? Um, Henry and I want to move to New York um, original. Yeah, I know. Like, no one's done it before. <laughs> also with Ava Bartel. I've, like, said Ava, like, 15 times. Is Ava Bartel coming with us? Yeah, she is. Oh, my I God. I'm so excited. And then I was, oh, yeah, I invited Anna Westland, obviously, too. Yeah. But she's a year younger, so it might take her some Shout out to Anna Westland. I love you so much. But, um, we'll just bring along yeah. the crew. <laughs> bring along everybody. But, but yeah, yeah, um, Henry and I want to you know, be in New York doing what we love. Let's say, like, what we want to do with our lives. I think that's oh, kind of that fun. That sounds like a really fun topic. To know us. I want to do music, which I know is crazy. <laughs> <laughs> no one ever. Like, because we've been talking about film so much. There are going to be music episodes, that's for sure. Yeah. Yes, of course. How about um, albums? It'd be fun. Yes, but, like, music. My first thing, my first introduction to the arts was film. No questions asked. And then it was mm-hmm. theater. And then it was music. But I've realized that music is the thing I want to do with my life, whether it's music business, being my own producer, making music, doing whatever I can. Um, and I have so many people. Since we're talking about women, I'm just going to shout out some of my favorite female artists that I absolutely love and have, like, inspired me through everything. Um, Taylor Swift, huge one. I don't care what anybody says. She is the one of the greatest songwriters of our generation. Absolutely. No, absolutely. Her no lyrics, I've never asked. not been mesmerized by, like, especially, like, folklore, her latest album, which... The um, Grammys haven't happened yet, but let's cross our fingers. That no, yeah. The Grammys. Um, um, and if you haven't seen her little like documentary thing for folklore on Disney Plus, you need to watch it. That was an amazing. That's a film. Yeah, <laughs> there's yeah, a film there right there. Go. That's um, that was really that was probably one of the most amazing things I've watched all last or like all month. It was mm-hmm. I suppose at the beginning of December, but that was so really 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 incredible. And she's a very powerful woman um, in my life too. And um, her if you have it also on Netflix, she's a documentary. It's called Miss Americana. Miss Americana. Very good. Very good. That touches on feminism a lot and like really important topics. It does. That is one of the best. That is one of the. That is a very important. Doc- that is a documentary that really actually changed my life a little bit. Yeah. And I didn't so expect good. it because I was just thought I was like, oh, it's, it's Taylor. Yeah. But she really is an incredible woman. So good. 
And another person, and then I'll be done, is no, no, no. Um, <laughs> one more person who, like, literally is, like, I just love her so much. It's Phoebe Bridgers. Phoebe Bridgers. I'm so, I don't know a I lot about her. I very recently just got into her, which is weird, but, like, her album literally has touched me. Like, it's it's just, oh, my gosh. It's just everything I've ever wanted. I, I can't even, oh, my God. <laughs> I can't even, like, put it <laughs> she, into she words. She can't put it into words. It's I just too... start sobbing. But, no, Punisher is, like, so beautiful, and it literally, like, it just hits different. I hate saying that, but, it, like, it literally does. Um, if you haven't listened to Punisher by Phoebe Bridgers, you totally should. Um, she got nominated for four Grammys? That is so exciting. That is my girl. That is my girl. Even the Grammys are, like, so... I mean, every award show is no, yeah. just an unfortunate mess. But... but, yeah, Phoebe Bridgers is a huge inspiration for me, and I just absolutely love her and everything she's done. Um, yeah, Phoebe, if you're listening, I literally will... <laughs> Oh my god, I love you so much. That's all I have to say. Wonderful. Yes. Who are some women that inspire you, Henry? Oh, you should tell us. The women in my life. Um, the women that inspire me, uh, there's been a lot. I talked about Lady Gaga a little bit last episode. Mm-hmm. She really honestly changed my life. She helped me love myself as part of the LGBT community. She loved helped me just love myself in every way. Mm-hmm. Um, she is a huge supporter of Black Lives Matter. She's a huge feminist. She... Oh, same with Ariana Grande, honestly. Yes. I don't listen to Ariana Grande. I am so sorry. I really have only heard a few of her songs, but I do... As a person, I admire her so much. Same no, with, yeah. um, Billie she's Eilish. She's so strong. I know, she's so strong and powerful. So Same with Billie Eilish. Um, these aren't, like, any underground artists. Yeah. But, but um, there are some women that honestly have, like, show, have like taught me a lot about just, like, oh, my gosh. This isn't women in film at all. And this is maybe off topic, but I, oh, we, I don't know if I... Ooh, I don't it. Okay. No, <laughs> um, there's some videos of AOC that are really inspiring. Oh my gosh, me. AOC! If yes, you're listening, yes, yeah, AOC. If you're listening, um, regardless, uh, just um, I'm not, I don't want to get. This is not a political podcast, but um, I so there are some things that general things that she has said about women and about how men treat women and about how to women in government specifically. I know this isn't this isn't film related. I'm really sorry, but um, no, that have honestly really really inspired me. But um. Her, she's really interesting. Yeah, There's a documentary on Netflix about her and a couple Yes, of Break Down the House, I think it's called. <gasps> yes, I haven't it's seen it. It's so good. Oh, so I haven't good. seen it. I'm so mad Very good. It's very good. It's about when she ran, ran for Senate, right? Yeah. Yes. Maybe. So good. Who knows? I haven't seen it, so <laughs> I wouldn't know. Um, but yeah, do you have anything else to add, Henry? I think I don't... Oh, one random thing that I just popped in my head. I watched a documentary recently. Recently, I believe it's called Honeyland. I think it came out last year. I've not even heard of that. I think it was nominated for an Oscar. Um, for best documentary feature, mm-hmm. it was incredible. Oh my god, I'm like digesting food um, <laughs> <laughs> because you just had like these really good meatballs. Um, yeah, and my mom so made good. another shout really out par- Henry's mom. They, I was so good. <laughs> <laughs> they were delicious. I, that, my mom is a very powerful woman in my life, and like and she, my mom. Hi, Melinda. Kisses. Hi, Jenny. <laughs> and my grandmas. <laughs> True, grandmas are amazing. Love grandma. Um, but what was I going to say? Um, oh yeah, this movie called Honeyland is just it's it's about a, a woman. And um, I don't want to say too much about it. I think it's just one of those films that you should just go into seeing knowing very little about. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's all I really have to say. I think me too. All right, I well, think thank it's you. time to wrap it up then, yeah. Wonderful. Thank you so much for listening to our episode on women in film. Um, yes. I really hope you enjoyed it. Um, you can follow me on Instagram at H-E-N-R-Y-Y-J-E-N-S-E-N. And um, if you want to follow Miss Artcore, it's going to be in the bio, my bio on Instagram. Because there's a there's an official Instagram account for our podcast, Miss mm-hmm. Artcore. Um, in the Anna. Um, yeah, if you want to follow me on Instagram, it is just nomnomanna, N-O-M-N-O-M-A-N-N-A. And if you want to follow me on Spotify, it's um, Anna Avent with two Ts, A-N-N-A-A-V-E-N-T-T, and same with Letterboxd as well. That's wonderful. Uh, if you want to follow me on Spotify too, I don't think I mentioned in the last episode, 
Um, my Spotify is just Henry Jensen, just H E N R Y J E N S A. But yeah, thank you so much for listening, and yes. we hope that you have an amazing day and go watch some movies. All right, yep. see you. Bye. Bye.